You never hear uh, yeah. about just scaping. Is land the only thing that you scape? Um, manscaping. Man, manscaping. Yeah, mm. manscaping. Cityscaping. Okay. Runescape. Oh, right. That's pretty much it. Ape Escape. You ever play that game? <laughs> We love curling, and welcome to the All Our Teams podcast, the uninformed and equally opinionated gander into the sporting world. As always, my name is Alistair Kirk, and ladies and gentlemen, it is my great pleasure to once again welcome my two fantastic co-hosts. First up, he's probably sitting there thinking, the Bills would definitely have won that Super Bowl. It's Jack Green. Oh. Yeah, they probably would. No, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. They weren't there. It doesn't count. Hi! Jack, hello, pleasure, pleasure as always. And across the ball, thousands of miles away in person, but very, very, very close to our hearts. Uh, he's wearing a lovely shirt. Lovely shirt. Thank you for that. It's Jeremy Thanks. Kiro. Hey, boys. And, and yes, I am thinking the Jets would have won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> goes without saying, ladies and gentlemen, it is wonderful to have you with us for another episode of the All Over Teams podcast. You might be listening on Spotify. You might be listening on Apple Pods. We do not care, but a cheeky five-star rating would go a long way to making us very happy and you very drunk. Uh, you don't even need to write a review. If anything, don't write a review. That would be good. Just give us the five <laughs> stars. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's the admin done. Um, so, yeah, gents, good to see you. It's good to be back. Last week, or whenever it was, we recorded in the same room. Turns out, a logistical fucking nightmare. Horrendous. <laughs> uh, yes. Let's. I mean, it was great fun. Let, but let, honestly, let's never do that again. One, I, I woke up the next day with a hangover, which was awkward because I have a four-month-year-old child and I was working. Uh, and two, the sound quality was terrible. But we had a great laugh. Jeremy, you made a wonderful cameo. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we do hope you listened. We do apologize for the sound uh, quality. But we're back. We're back in separate rooms. And... Uh, you know, it's probably sad. We can't touch each other. But there we go. What can we say? Jack, um, why don't you kick us off this week? Oh, as he touches the screen, why don't you kick us off this week? Uh, just tell me. Tell me about your teams. You're wearing a Norwich hat. They're pretty bad. You support the Bills. They're okay. I don't know. What, 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 curling. We're in the curling. Talk to me. Well, we'll talk about the curling later as we'll really kind of deep dive into the curling, which is going to enthrall everybody that listens. So just stop listening as soon as I start talking. Um, Norwich went back to losing ways which is good really it just makes the you know it's like an equilibrium thing brings the world back around to where it should be um with a a hearty battering 4-0 at home against man city Um, and honestly it was it was a a good competitive first 25 minutes or so grand hanley hit the post after 18 minutes and maybe could have changed the game if norwich had gone 1-0 up it makes it a different atmosphere it makes it a different feel for man city but ultimately you know they're one of the best teams in the world, if not the best team in the world right now, and uh, a very difficult team to defeat. Um, so not all doom and gloom for Norwich. Liverpool this week, so again, probably a write-off. Unless, you know, Storm, whatever this one's called, uh, destroys half of Liverpool, which could happen, <laughs> and the game might get called off. So there's always hope. Yeah, I mean, you really know your team's great when you're when you're hoping a hurricane actually destroys an entire city to prevent yeah. play. Uh, another point, uh, Jeremy, I do think you need to Google Grant Hanley, a Scottish legend, Grant <laughs> Hanley. Because I do think he 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 definitely, Jack, 
Would it be safe to say he could enter Jeremy's list of athletes with the biggest faces in sport? Oh, really? He's up there with Roethlisberger? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, sure. it's, it's an odd shape. His nose is kind of... In the, it, I feel like his nose isn't in the right position okay. on his face. Um, like, so. In terms of like how to put him together, if you imagine James Franco and then mix him with the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yes, that is incredible. That, that, is, uh, that is Grant Hanley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, I got him here. Yeah, and for our for our uh, North American listeners, that is what the average Scotsman looks like. So I'm just saying, visit uh, yeah, Scotland well, anyway. All right. Um, sorry, Jack. Anything more on your teams? No. Well, the you know we're in the off season now, so soon enough there's going to be plenty of NFL uh, off season chatter and free agency and all of that. So the bills could be put down for a little while, and yeah, that's that's just about it. Norwich at the moment. All right, good, 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 Jeremy. Uh, you just have a good look at Grant Hanley. Um, mm. I, I, you know, I look forward to finding out what position on your uh, largest faces in sports he goes. Uh, <laughs> but more importantly, how are things in the Toronto metropolitan area? Sports-wise, great. The Leafs are awesome right now. Uh, Raptors, I think, are currently the seven seed. Uh, they were just overtaken by Boston, so they were the oh. six seed. I'm hoping they can get back there so they can avoid the play-in tournament because mm-hmm. uh, they could end up playing Brooklyn, which would be really funny because no matter what, Kyrie Irving wouldn't be able to play. He can't come to <laughs> Toronto and play, and he can't play at home. So um, Nice. That would be interesting, but um, they're playing well. I think they won again last night. Uh, Gary Trent is playing out of his mind. And um, yeah, they're an enjoyable. Siakam's back to playing well. And uh, I'm hoping they can maybe push for like a, a five seed. I don't think they'll get a top four, but five or six would be awesome. Yeah, I did see somebody uh, online the other day sort of had uh, put down the schedule of the uh, Brooklyn Nets. And really just highlighted how very little games Kyrie Irving can play in uh, as, as the schedule comes to an end. Um, but hey, you reap what you sow. So there you go. Uh, as for myself, Jets, actually, no breaking news, Jack. Just, uh, I, I don't understand why this is. Is this because there's different laws in different states? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Kyrie Irving is vaccinated. Yes, correct. Exactly. Kyrie Irving is unvaccinated. New York State has a vaccine mandate, which means uh, to go into any form of venue, you must be vaccinated. Therefore, he cannot play at home or against the Knicks, um, which means he can only play away games and he cannot cra- cross an inter- uh, in, uh, the, the international border into right. Canada. So if uh, exactly. Toronto do get him, as Jeremy's saying, he cannot play in the home games because it will be in New York and he can't travel to Canada. So uh, the Brooklyn Nets so are hope struggling. Exactly that. Mm. And, they're, and they are a struggling team, which we might get onto later on when we pick up For the sure. NBA. So it's, it's an interesting one. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, uh, he, 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 made, he made a decision. He has his right to make that decision, whether we agree with it or not. But it's uh, the Brooklyn Nets are being uh, punished for it. That's, that is for sure. But we'll, come, we'll, 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 we'll do a little bit more on that later, Jack. So hold your questions and we'll, we'll come back to that a little later on. As for my team's gents, well, uh, Jeremy, I have to thank you for your wonderful um, cuddle, your, your metaphorical cuddle the other day when I announced <laughs> That uh, basically all my teams <laughs> lost at the same time, which was which was brilliant. Friday night, Edinburgh Rugby lost. Saturday, Scotland Rugby lost. Sunday, Tottenham Hotspur lost. Uh, it was just brutal. Um, as we say many, we've said many times in this podcast, it's the reason we're here. One, we're good mates, and two, all of our teams are terrible. But it still hurts. <laughs> it still hurts nonetheless, uh, especially when you've got a Scotland team that beat Jack's beloved England the week before in the Six Nations. In my eyes, the greatest sports tournament on this planet. We go. To, uh, to Wales, to Cardiff, the capital. We had never won there since, uh, we haven't won there since 2002. We still haven't. And we go in as favourites and uh, it's, it was a great moment to think we're favourites. 
for the first time as, as Scotland fans, we kind of felt to ourselves, yeah, we are actually going to win this game. Like Wales are going through a bit of a torrid time and uh, we lost. So that was great. Really pleased. I consumed roughly seven Guinness chased that with about nine whiskeys and I was flat <laughs> past, I was genuinely legitimately passed out in bed by 9 PM. So uh, all in all, what a weekend. Anyhow, the following night, the following night, gentlemen, uh, the greatest sport and turf. Is that what it's called? I've no idea. The greatest show and turf. I don't know. Whatever. Jeremy Curo, mm-hmm. it was the Super Bowl. It was the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 55 or whatever it was. LVI. 56. I don't understand. 56. 56. Thank you. The 2021 Super Bowl, which is, as we know. Don't ask. Don't. Jack's going to have an issue with that. <laughs> um, it's 2022. I just wanted to see the reaction. I just wanted to see the reaction. But yes, Jeremy, as I faff on here, the Super Bowl happened. And uh, yeah, we said it in the chat. Uh, we all thoroughly enjoyed it, but it wasn't a classic. Which is fine. I'll take a like a, a good game that isn't amazing over you know something uneven, ever, unless my team's in it. Which let's be serious, it's never going to happen. <laughs> Winnipeg Jets since '69. Yeah, the Winnipeg Jets have a better chance of somehow making the Super Bowl. Um, but it was good. I think experience and talent overall were the difference makers. Um, yep. There's just so much. It's, uh, Guys on L.A., you know, there's a reason they gave up picks. so many picks for Jalen Ramsey and for Vaughn Miller uh, and brought back Eric Weddle. Um, but Aaron Donald is just an absolute monster. He started maybe a little slow and then he just like something snapped in him. And halfway through the third, maybe he just went crazy. In the fourth, it was like a joke. Burrow couldn't get more than three seconds to get a pass off and they were just all over him. So, um Cincinnati's on the up and they have some talent for sure, but just not close to as much as LA and they kept it really close and they were leading for a lot of the game. So we'll give them a lot of credit, but Cooper cup was sensational. You know, he caught the touchdown pass. It got called back. So he goes and catches another one. (laughs) Everybody on the field knew where the ball was going. And yet uh, he still makes the play to win the game. So it's a sensational player. He, He probably should have won MVP. Um, and it was, uh, you know, nice to see the Rams. I don't love the Rams or anything, but they deserve to win, I think. They were there three or four years ago. They've mortgaged their future sort of NBA style um, to win now, like a lot of teams try to do. And it actually worked for them. It's very rare that that actually works. But I think what we saw um, from the season as a whole is that you have to be able to score quickly to win these games. Because if you're down 14 and you're a team like Tennessee, who's going to slowly, methodically make their way down the field and run, you're just not going to have the time to come back. Uh, Cincinnati, fortunately, is a team like that with with one of the best receiver duos in the league, Chase and T. Higgins, and then you know a great running back too. We saw it. They get the ball and they scored in 10 seconds or something on one of the drives, but it just wasn't enough against a team like uh, L.A. So it was good to see them win. That's just probably, I don't imagine we'll see them back next year because a lot of their quality players are a little older. Um, But super happy for Stafford, uh, one of my favorite quarterbacks for a long time. And the the biggest thing with him I was thinking about recently is just such a shame that he was in Detroit for so long. You know, who knows (laughs) what his career could have been if he was in a a team like LA. The big debate is if he was a Hall of Famer, had he been on a competent team for the last 12 years, then I think no doubt he would be. Right now it's a little more up for debate. But yeah, that's what I thought about the game. Uh, I know, Jack, you stayed up to watch it live too. Yeah, and uh, like, you know, mirroring kind of your your opinion on it, really, it was it was a good game to watch. It wasn't particularly spectacular, nothing, you know, 
out of the ordinary happened. I, I had called that it was going to go to overtime. I genuinely believed that they were going to get there. But I think kind of like what you're alluding to there is that the Rams managed to expose the one thing that the Bengals have struggled with throughout the season, and that's protecting Joe Burrow. He's getting flattened left, right, and center. And they think the reason why they've been able to perform so well is just his ability as a passer to be able to get the ball out quickly and the, the, the small pockets of time that he does seem to get, he's able to make these unbelievable plays. But when you, when you're Aaron Donald, those three seconds turn into one second and you, mm -hmm. you know, you're on, you're on your ass eight times in the game. And it's uh, it was an amazing performance defensively by both teams, to be honest. I think it was a, a really strong defensive output um, and with moments of magic, uh, Cooper cup. I mean, he, he probably did deserve to be MVP. He managed to get Super Bowl MVP, which was completely warranted. Um, it's nice mm -hmm. for it to not be a quarterback. Um, yeah. But he definitely deserved it. Shame that, you know, you know, again, for Stafford, you want him to kind of grab as many things as he can get now while he's got his chance. But uh, and I do agree, though, that I don't think the Rams will be back next year. Rumors already floating around that the McVeigh might not come back, the coach and Donald himself might not be coming back. Um, whether they're true or not, both have said things in the media that have suggested it's possible. Um, so who knows? Um, I can't even imagine what the Rams would be with a different coach. It's very much McVeigh's mm -hmm. team now. And um, so an interesting off season for them. Amazing. They managed to get it. And we, it's certainly not the last we'll see of the Bengals. Yeah. It was a game that had, you know, a bit of everything really. You had the, uh, the 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 no call on the face mask for T Higgins touchdown, yeah. um, which uh, you know Jalen Ramsey um, was obviously sort of pissed off about, but but maybe didn't make as much fuss as he could have. Um, you had the, the the what I really enjoyed was you had that uh, you know botched extra point attempt. And mm -hmm. uh, Chris Collinsworth in commentary said, you know, uh, or maybe it was Al Michaels, you know, but you know, did allude to the fact that that's that's a that's a point that can that can really affect the score. And as you're going down, you know, into the fourth quarter, you realize, well, actually, now the game is so tight that the Bengals can now legitimately get this into overtime, and it would be that. Uh, missed uh, extra point that would be the would be the difference. Uh, and as I said to you boys on the chat, I didn't watch the game live. I got up at six a.m. to watch it before I started work, and I was watching an iPlayer. I could tell from how long was left on the broadcast <laughs> that there was no way in hell this game was going to overtime. So on that final play, I thought to myself, well, either it's going to be a hail mary or Burrow's going to get uh, is going to get sacked. And unfortunately. Um, the latter was true. And I say, unfortunately, I completely agree with everything the boys have said. And for me, I'm incredibly pleased to see the Rams win for Matthew Stafford. Um, it is very much an indictment on the Detroit Lions and proves just how much of a career killer that franchise is. Um, but at the same time, uh, I, I wanted it to go to overtime. I wanted a Hail Mary. I wanted the, the ending to just be a little bit more exciting because I'm selfish and, you know, uh, that's 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 how I like things to go. Um, it was interesting what you thought, Jeremy, which was Aaron Donald. Start of the third quarter, uh, maybe the end of this, just before the end of the half, where he pushes Burrow into the sidelines. Uh, the Bengals players and coaches react. He kind of gets into a classic Aaron, Aaron Donald uh, tift, managed this time not to try and choke slam somebody. So well done, him. <laughs> um, you said that kind of lit a little bit of fire into him. I, on our group chat, sort of uh, compared him to Michael Jordan, the whole I took that personally uh, mm. meme that now goes around. But yeah, your, your thoughts were that was kind of a turning point and uh, kind of helped the Rams get over the line, you know, as such. 
For sure. And and to be able to do that at the position he plays being defensive tackle is you have to be 10 out of 10 intensity on every play because you're getting shoved around by 350 pound players. Uh, so to turn it up even more and just sort of manhandle those guys, you know, they're not junior varsity guys. Those are NFL guards, even if they're not the, the starters. And he was just destroying them. Um, I've never seen a guy just go off like that in, in such a physical manner, but the guy's an, an absolute monster. I remember on hard knocks, they're showing the workouts he does and the shape he's in. It's like barely any body fat at like 300 plus pounds. It's, he's just insane. So, uh, you know, sometimes people question the difference that a defensive tackle can make, but when it's a guy like that, it, it, I think we saw, I mean, if Cooper cup wasn't MVP, it, it, I think next in line was probably Donald. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Gents, let's have a quick look at the season overall. Um, it was fascinating. I was saying to a friend of the show, Danny, the other day, this is the first NFL season I can remember for a number of years where I was legitimately sad that, that football was done for the year and that we've got now the longest off-season known to man. In a, in a country where teams in every other sport play 300 games a year for there to now be you know eight, nine months before the season kicks off again, it's, it's, it's madness, really. I thought it was a thoroughly, thoroughly exciting season. I enjoyed every aspect of it. I think there were so many storylines on and off the field. I thought they dealt with COVID reasonably well, take out the politics of it. Um, and, you know, there is an element perhaps that because last year was so bad for everyone, the life wasn't great with COVID. There was no crowds at sports for us to then get the NFL back with crowds, to have the excitement, to have, you know, the classic Cardinals implosions, your Detroit Lions will they go 0-16 only to then beat teams you know, who really didn't need to lose to them, um, you know, for the disappoint disappointment that is Joe Burrow to make the Super Bowl. All of that put into one. It was just a great product. Jack, what's your sort of overall review of uh, the 2021 NFL season? <laughs> That'd be the uh, 2021 regular season. Uh, <laughs> fucking idiot. No, <laughs> <laughs> no it, it was brilliant. It was really like, it was like, um, it was just massively entertaining. Some of the every week had a different, like I said, different storylines, big games that went the, nowhere near where people expected it to go. Like massive upsets from from teams like Jacksonville and uh, and as he said, Detroit, kind of, but not just where they've turned around and uh, forgive me, Jeremy, but beat the Jets. Like they've turned mm -hmm. around and beat the Bills. They've beat, yeah. Yeah. you know, uh, they they stopped Indianapolis from making the playoffs. It's unbelievable, yep. really, when you look at it. Like you know, things there's there's the the number one pick ending up people considering him a bust at times, saying that he might not actually make it. Like controversy left, right, and center from you know Oakland and you know a couple of other places. Uh, but it's been. It's been great, really enjoyable to watch. You know, like I was very, very behind the Bills this year, hoping that they would actually do well. But it's one of those where you lose and you don't even begrudge it because it's been so entertaining. And like <coughs> everything, yeah, everything about it was just really enjoyable to watch. And it makes you really hungry to go on and watch it, go on and watch it more. And you just kind of want something to be happening all of the time. And that's when free agency becomes exciting. It's when the draft becomes more exciting. And, and even then you roll straight into training camps and things. There's always something going on. So I think it sparks a lot more kind of excitement in the next season straight away. And I, I think as a, I mean, as a, as a business, as, as, as a sport to sell, like that is exactly what it needs to be. And, I, you know, we can see that from it, not that it hasn't been coming, but there's there's now going to be a game in Munich next year or this year. Um, 
and there's going to be games in Frankfurt, I think, at one point. Um, the game is spreading and it's, you know, it's already got a big following here and across Europe. So um, the more people involved in it, the the bigger it becomes and more games will get internationally. I think it's great. Yeah. And, you know, for all its faults, for all its criticisms, a lot of the time, rightly so, you know, as you said there, Jack, if people 30 seconds after the end of the Super Bowl are craving more of that sport, you know, you've done well and, you know, you're succeeding as a business and the NFL knows how to succeed as a business like no one else and uh, no other mm-hmm. sporting outfit on this planet. Um, uh, in, in my humble opinion, Jeremy, recency buys at play, but were those the best playoffs in the NFL for, you know, well, I don't know, in recent in recent memory? I think so. I, I mean, it, what, six games went to overtime or something? And the Bills-Chiefs game, I would say, was probably the, the best maybe overall game I've ever watched because there's been yeah. some high-scoring games before, but never that were that tight. Um, you know, that was the best game of the playoffs. Uh, to have that in the second round was a bit, you know, disappointing. I would imagine that was the <laughs> Super Bowl. Then the answer would be a blow-away yes. But I would say, you know, there was a couple – in the first round, like having Vegas and that, that didn't really matter. But when good teams played, all those games were awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting. Um, they came out recently, a new story over here in the UK. I don't know if it's, if it's made the Canadian uh, media, Jeremy, but was that my beloved Tottenham Hotspur, you know, potentially are trying to bid to host the Super Bowl. So it would be held wow. at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London. Now, this could just be you know, this could be a false news story that's grown arms and legs or somebody has just said it in a passing comment. But what I find very fascinating about it is that because they would need to fit in the all the time zones up to LA, so up to the west uh, Western time zone in, in the United States, they would still need to kick the game off in London at the same time as it would normally <laughs> kick off in the US, which means in oh, February, right. in London which isn't very warm, they would be kicking a game off at probably 11.30 at night. So, <laughs> you know, so, so, so the, the, the West Coast US markets, you know, is still getting it at the same time, etc. Mm-hmm. Again, it's probably a bullshit story. I don't think the NFL is ready to, to host a Super Bowl across the pond in the UK just yet. Um, although saying that, most of the tickets are probably corporate anyway. So uh, would, it, would it make much of a difference in, in that <laughs> side of things? But anyway, I just find that kind of interesting and... Uh, as Jack says, Munich's got a game, so it's just it's just growing. It's just growing mm-hmm. and growing. But that was incredible. Gentlemen, uh, anything else you'd like to say on the 2021 NFL season? We could probably do an entire week's worth of podcast reviewing that year. It was absolutely superb. But yeah, no, it's been brilliant. I've really got, you know, I, I started watching uh, the NFL about 15 years ago and I kind of dropped off watching it for a few years for, for whatever reason. But this year, definitely thanks to you boys and uh, doing this podcast. I really got very much back into it. And uh, yeah, I'm sad it's over, but what a, what a year to get really back into the NFL because I wasn't, uh, I wasn't spoiled, but yeah, anything else or shall we move on? I'm good. Yeah, me too. All right, boys. Well, that was a pleasure. And uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, as we go into uh, the offseason, free agencies, drafts, etc., we'll definitely have the NFL on the pod, but we will probably take a little break from the National Football League because uh, we do talk about it a lot. We do love it. But uh, there's other things happening. And for example, gentlemen, it was the NBA trade, trade deadline on that week building up to uh, Super Bowl Sunday. We actually got some excitement from 
North America's second biggest sport. I don't know, it's baseball, never mind. Let's just say it's the NBA. Oh, uh, and that, sure was, the NBA. <laughs> that was the NBA <laughs> Not close. trade deadline. And uh, Jeremy Curo, safe to say, we got uh, we got, we got, got the blockbuster trade. It happened. Ben Simmons to the Brooklyn Nets. James Harden to the Philadelphia 76ers. Two very divisive um, NBA players on and off the courts. Um, but as fans, uh, especially a podcast that does love off-seasons, free agencies, trades. We love that side of things. Um, yeah, it was great. We got a blockbuster trade. Yeah, I love that the trade went through. I think the top thing it shows you is that uh, throw a fit and you're going to get your way in the NBA. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, yeah, Simmons, you know, months and months he sat out, did nothing. Eventually, he, he got traded to, I would say, probably the best place he could have possibly gone. Harden was throwing a fit. He wanted out of there. Well, guess what? Okay, you're gone too to a great situation as well. So uh, we see it over and over in the NBA, especially, but uh, it's a player's league. So these guys sort of dictate where they want to go and eventually it happens. Um, It was good for both teams. It's very different situations in that, you know, Ben Simmons is still on the rise, but very much an unknown what he can do if he can get back to where he's been before. Whereas Harden, I would say is probably pretty steadily on the decline. Um, You know, he's 32, he's, out of shape and he's due a 200 million dollar plus contract so do you want to be the team that gets them well if you're the sixers and you're trying to win this year next year then for sure and if you have to sign them long term it's worth it if you win but i don't know if you want to be on the hook for 200 plus million dollars for james harden i don't think it'll be close to as bad as russell westbrook's contract mm-hmm. but not as good as a chris paul either somewhere in between there um but if that means winning then you know teams will happily pay it yeah the uh, guy i feel most sorry for in that trade was seth curry who was mm-hmm. who was happy as could be in philadelphia playing really really well uh, a bit of a stalwart of my fantasy nba team as well and he has now finds himself in brooklyn but i guess there are worse places to go um definitely very disappointing was ben simmons hasn't gone to sacramento Um, which we wanted, um, as you say. um, You cry and you get your way in the NBA. Uh, But Jack, um, your lookalike and spirit animal, uh, Sabonis, he has gone to Sacramento. So, um, you know, there you go. End of of times in Indiana for him. Uh, But yeah, Jeremy... (laughs) You said it. You said it perfectly there. Uh, and the NBA is is a league at the minute uh, where players sort of um, make noise and moan. They they get their own way. They will eventually. Well, Daryl Morey will be, eventually find a way to you know to give you what you want. Um, overall, for the NBA season, um, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'm really liking how competitive it is this year. I'm liking how close it is this year, um, and I'm liking that sort of small market teams are kind of sticking the two fingers up to to those large teams that every player wants to play for because it's it's so much uh, more enjoyable as as a fan who who does not have a specific team. Jeremy random question for you, would the Phoenix Suns be seen as a small market team despite the fact that they play in the sixth largest city in the US in the sense that they've not won a title and in the sense that up until the last couple of years you know they really were bottom of the bottom of the barrel um, pickings in the NBA. Yeah, funny you should ask that. I was just thinking about it recently because obviously, you know, from a size perspective, they're not small, but you don't think of them like you think of a Dallas or an LA yeah. or, or Chicago, but you also don't think of them as a Memphis or a New Orleans. I think because they're a franchise that has had more success in their history, they're probably closer to the top than the bottom, but sure. they're, they don't seem to be a place where 
guys go out of their way to go like they do with the Lakers uh, or the Heat even. Um, but speaking of the Suns, they didn't really make any moves and I don't think they had to. I'd still would probably have them as at least in my opinion, favorites for the title, or I hope so anyway. Yeah, definitely. And and I think for me, seeing the likes of Phoenix do well, seeing the likes of Milwaukee do well, seeing the likes of Memphis do well, it's it is just great to see because it reiterates that it reiterates that point of, you know, for example, Devin Booker, he's been at the Suns during the hard times and he's now been rewarded for, mm-hmm. for his commitment to that team. Yanis came into a Milwaukee Bucks team that when he was drafted were one of the worst in not just the NBA, but in North American sports. We spoke about it on this podcast. We were worried he might sign a large contract elsewhere. And he said, no, I'm going to stay with the Bucks. I've made my home here. I love this team. You know, and they were successful last season and they're continuing to be successful this season, albeit they are, you know, um, hit or miss. Yeah. It can't be denied. You've got Memphis with Jam Morant just doing brilliant things. I mean, talk about us. I mean, imagine like the Grizzlies could do something. I mean, what a small market team. Uh, that they epitomize that small small market team. And um, and then yeah, you've got you know eighty uh, five year old Demar Derozan absolutely killing it uh, <laughs> with the Bulls having been completely written off at the start of the season. Um, many people saying it was one of the worst um, uh, trades in, in or, or deals in the NBA, and and, and that's. He, you know, that's come back to haunt everybody that said that. Um, and yeah, I'm just really enjoying this season. And, you know, it's funny when guys like LeBron James, who think their GMs get it really wrong. So yes, yes. that is an enjoyment. Uh, but Jeremy, anything else on the NBA before we move on to an incredibly yeah. exciting topic? The only other uh, trade of any importance, I think, was the Kings trading uh, Halliburton to yeah. uh, Jack's. Pacers and Jack, just to give you perspective, that would kind of be like um, the Bengals trading T Higgins right now for a guy who's a little older, who doesn't really fit their timeline. Um, So it was quite a bizarre trade. And I think fans in uh, Sacramento were pretty upset by it. A lot of them now just saying that's the last straw that, you know, it's time to go somewhere else, which is very understandable. Yeah, as you say, they are, uh, Jeremy, you said it many times, they are probably the worst managed team off, uh, uh, from from the front office in in North American sports. I was, however, pleased to see my boy Buddy Heald finally get out of Sacramento. Uh, mm-hmm. I know his contract absolutely stinks, but they gave it to him. So there you go. And, uh, you know, he, he had a good game, good couple of games for Indiana. So it looks like he's uh, getting a bit of freedom. Uh, thanks to that move. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the NFL. That's the NBA. Um, but we have an even more exciting topic to talk about because it's time for Jack Green's Olympics. Right, so it's taken 13 days of the Winter Olympics, but the uh, the British team have guaranteed themselves a medal, and it won't be a bronze medal. Yes, but Rule Britannia. They also haven't they haven't won anything at all at this point. 13 days. <laughs> I think the Olympics is what like 16 days long. So we're we're doing well. We're doing well. Fucking um, hell. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the men's curling team. Uh, beat the yes. USA, who were the favourites going into the competition. Amazing. And the only team that beat Britain in the round robin. So they're going to play the Swedes in the final. Very, very exciting. Um, even more exciting, the GB women are also in a chance with a medal. They beat uh, uh, the ROC or the Russian <laughs> Olympic Committee um, <laughs> to the semifinals, where they'll also play Sweden. Oh um, so it's Britain Did versus not realize Sweden. Sweden was so good. Mm. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it's <laughs> we're you know Britain pretty good at bowls and curling <laughs> is basically bowls on ice. 
And for those of you that don't know what bowls is, it's curling on grass. So that should probably, <laughs> should probably uh, cover most of our listenership. <laughs> There's the episode so, right. title. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> moving on to slightly better or at least more interesting sports, ice hockey. Um, Jeremy's national teams have fared differently. The, the women's team won the ice hockey final for the fifth time. A lady oh, yeah. whose name is Marie Philip uh, Poulan uh, scored in a fourth Olympic final, which is unbelievable. Wow, that's incredible. Really. Incredible, yeah, awesome. incredible feat. Um, and the, the American goalkeeper is awful, so she needs to go home. Um, <laughs> but both the States and the Canadians are out of the men's, which is a bit of a surprise. I know there's no yeah, NHL players oh, no. in the tournament, of course. So it's a lot yeah. of young guys, but they are still kind of favorites. I think uh, there's a lot of old guys too. Yeah, I was going to say there, there's, right, okay. there's, there's, there's quite guys. a lot of guys. There's quite a lot of guys who do play for quite, quite high up level European teams, you know, that would do well in like the European Champions League of hockey. Um, I, I guess that level is still very minuscule compared to the NHL, mm-hmm. well, but... Yeah. On a European level, it's quite good. They'd be playing against yeah, like the go. guys, you know, from like the Czech teams and stuff, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, do we know, yeah. Jez, or either of you, do you know if the KHL has allowed the players to leave? I think they uh, have, yes, because one of the Canadian guys plays in the KHL. Right. I'm it pretty sure sense. Russia would want, yeah. you know, all as many of their top guys as they can. They yeah. probably didn't let them. They probably made them go play. <laughs> yeah, well, they've spent so much money doping them. They might as well let them go at this point. Exactly. Yeah. Um, By the Ukraine. <laughs> yes well that's it well my next point was to say that the reigning champions uh, the republic of or whatever the russian olympic committee of you know it gets very confusing when the ours at the start should be republic but it's not um the favorites <laughs> unless of course their players don't survive the call to to arms and end up in ukraine in the next three or four days right um they will play against sweden and finland who will be my favorites just because you know, I like Finland, it's fine. We'll play Slovakia, yeah. who beat the States. So um, a bit a bit more interesting uh, than usual with it always kind of being USA, Canada, Sweden, Finland, Russia. So, yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, I've managed to see some of it. It's, such, it's been very entertaining. Like, I don't really watch Olympics, which is why this whole segment is ridiculous. But um, <laughs> especially the Winter Olympics. But my favorite thing that has come out of the Olympics, the Winter Olympics here, is that I've discovered a sport by the name of the Nordic Combined. Now, oh, those that don't know what the Nordic unbelievable. Combined is. Mm-hmm. It it's is unbelievable. Event, it's an event that combines ski jumping, which is when they slide <laughs> down that big massive hill and jump yeah. with their tippy toes pointing out and hope for the best. Um, and then cross-country skiing, which is like watching Pingu like <laughs> 10 times the speed um, because they look ridiculous. And it, But it all comes under the umbrella name of an individual or a team Gunderson, Long Hill slash 10 kilometer. Brilliant. It's so brilliant. Right. It's called a Gunderson because of the Gunderson method, which was created by Captain Two Names of All Time, Gunder Gunderson, the only man that could ever rival <laughs> Neville Neville in a name off, um, who is a Norwegian. So it's the Nordic combined, made by a Norwegian, and you'll never guess who won it. Oh, it wasn't, was it? It was a Norwegian. It was Norway. <laughs> Let's go Norway. Well done, Norway. You are good at your own stuff. Um, Jack, can I just confirm? I, didn't watch, I haven't watched anything else in the Olympics. There's some really cool <laughs> snowboarding and some skiing and stuff, but after that, I don't really care. No, I, I honestly, Jack Green's Olympics is my favorite segment on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> Jack, can can you just confirm on the Nordic combined? Mm-hmm. Do they do they ski jump 
as like one section and then yes. they do the cross country. So it's like two events. Is that correct? Two events, yeah. So it's like a because I think it would be they don't you see, do I think right it would the... be better. Yeah, I think it would be better <laughs> if they yeah. ski jumped straight into the cross country Oh yeah, that would be way better. That's what you want. Gunder Gunderson needs to go rethink himself here because mm-hmm. he's missed a massive trick. Could you imagine just all of them at the same time down separate <laughs> ramps? All of them, and then they land, and then they have to go straight, and then, and then add in the biathlon, run add in the biathlon, ten kilometers. So add in the yeah. gun, you know the gun from the biathlon. So yeah. they go ski jump, they've got to shoot in the air, and then oh, it's incredible. Gunnar Gunderson knows nothing about sports. This is way better. Um, I agree. Shoot each yeah, other in the air. Right. I'll, I'll actually let you into a little spoiler. I was gonna I was gonna do this in the top threes, but there's no point now. Um, was my mother-in-law was around earlier, and I mentioned we're doing the podcast. I said what the top threes were, um, and uh, spoiler alert: it's um, Olympic sports that will kill us. But uh, what what she said was she actually said the Nordic combined jack, and this was the first time I'd heard about it, so I did a little Google, and uh, she she didn't say that the bit that would kill her would be the ski jumping, but the, just the cross country skiing going up the hill because it would be well, too tiring. And I thought, well, it's oh, good to yeah. be honest. It's good to be honest. Me, well, great lines sure. and all that because that was my first one. So, <laughs> Gunderson right. was I'm my spoiler first one, So, I need to come up with something else. All right. Well, um, we've completely ruined uh, our, our favorite topic. Um, Jack, I, I've also been watching bits of the Olympics, the BBC. Uh, they put like a 16-minute highlight video at the end of the day on YouTube with with all the top parts of, of the day. Um, some key points for me. Number one, I enjoyed, I sent that on the group chat, just saying uh, like Britain's Olympics defined. And it was just a picture of our bobsleigh team on the on, on, on its roof. <laughs> so yeah. that was good. Uh, or, or, or on its side, I should say. Um, I also enjoyed the article today by the BBC when it when it stated, and as you said at the, at the start of your wonderful segment here, Jack, that Britain uh, are guaranteed a silver. What a pessimistic outlook that we've <laughs> we've not led with. In we, we, you know, Britain has a chance for gold. We've gone with, well, it could be a silver. And that is, <laughs> we've and definitely that is got the silver. We've, yes, we've definitely got it. Um, probably one of my highlights, though, uh, as a feel-good story. You boys know my love of feel-good story is Lindsay Jacobellis in the. She's a snowboarder, and it was the snowboard cross. And back in two thousand and six, whatever that was, um, she. I mean, I think it was 2006. I no, we never remember what years it was. I can't do the math in my head. <clears throat> but she was on the snowboard cross. She's a young, in her early 20s, American snowboarder. She's about to win, and she decides to do a trick to celebrate, and she ends up falling, and the person in second just pips her to win the gold medal. And ever since that moment, she's had to carry that with her, it constantly being replayed every single Olympics, every single, co- single competition, and all the Olympics since, she's failed to win the gold She's in her, she, I think she's 36 or 38. She's in her last Olympics. Everyone's saying this is her last opportunity. And lo and behold, she goes and wins two golds. And it's like the cobwebs of, you know, 15 years ago, just completely washed away. And I just thought it was brilliant because I imagine, you know, can you imagine the sleepless nights you would have remembering that not only did you fail in winning the gold at the final hurdle because you decided to be a little bit too cocky, but you did it in front of millions slash billions of people around the world. So uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, Lindsay Jacobellis. I know nothing else of her, but supposedly she has won many like world, she's basically won it all in like world championships and X Games and everything, but the Olympics was the one that eluded her and she could have done it in her early 20s and she's gone and done it in her last Olympics. So that has been the highlight and also just generally loving the, the the luge and the skeleton, just people firing down ice at 120 kilometers an hour. It's 
it's just insane. I, I, we say it sort of colloquially and, and it's a bit of a cliche, but like genuinely, how do you get into that? I can get how mm. you get into football or rugby or hockey, you know, just kick around with your mates and it turns out you're good. But going on a sledge 120 kilometers an hour down a ice sort of racing track. Bath. That's just fucking madness. Yeah, Absolutely it's amazing. Absolutely fucking madness. Uh, Jeremy, have you been watching the Olympics? How's Canada doing? What's your thoughts? I've seen exactly one event, and it's because I went out to watch the Raptors game, and fucking curling was on. I think I yes. messaged you guys. Yes, it and the guy looked like Randy from Trailer Park Boys with a tight <laughs> yeah. shirt and a matchback hat. Guy. The American guy, and I'm like, <laughs> what? What the hell is this? Uh, yeah, you know, it looked like Kenny Powers was out there. Uh, that's exactly all I've seen. I usually used to watch more, and I obviously watched um, when the NHLers were in the Olympics. That was huge here when Canada would play. It was massive. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously with them not being in it, I'm a little less interested, but I'm also fine with them not being there this year, especially because it's in China and, and fuck them. Um, but so admittedly, my interest has been a little lower than normal. And Jeremy, am I right in saying that the plan was for the NHL players to go to the Olympics, but mm-hmm. COVID, the postponements meant that the season uh, backed up and there's obviously delays to games um, and that was the reason that they the NHL chose not to release them? Yeah, I, I, I know they were supposed to go. I don't know exactly why that sounds right, um, but hopefully they'll be there in four years or three years or whenever it is. Yeah, absolutely. I think like in the Olympics, uh, watching yeah, the best from Canada and the best from America um, battling it out. Um, yeah, it's, it's a shame they're not there, but I guess, well, I was going to let Yeah, it's okay. It, it's just it? so that's all right. kind of the only time we would you know, often beat the Americans. We normally lose in almost everything. So especially when you lose to Randy and curling, it's never a good feeling. <laughs> well, uh, I guess watch the space uh, on, on our next episode. We will. We will update you, people of the world, as to whether Britain has done it in the curling. And we are world champions, uh, or if uh, Sweden beat us, in which, you know, fucking classic uh jack anything else on on hockey uh anything else on hockey anything else in the olympics uh your beloved olympics just a couple of things um one that the the men's gb team all come from the same place it's a very incestuous selection process for uh for basically entirely from dumfries and galloway or dumfries more specifically um, is this in the curling yes absolutely yeah so um, um I, I don't know no, I've, I've, Everyone's really good at pushing stones down ice in Dumfries, but uh, pretty cool. the, they were explaining it. Uh, I can't remember the true story of it, but it was like <laughs> three of them went to the same school and the last guy that did well for GB was one of their dads. And it's all that kind of thing. It's like, it's like ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like everyone else just goes down the park and plays football. These guys, you know, they're Olympic curlers. Um, and the other one, the only other thing that came to mind was... Um, I've already forgotten her name, snowboarder that won the gold. Um, when the arrogant kind of pre-celebration is very Deshaun Jackson, very famous for dropping yeah, the ball yeah, on, the first, uh, on the, the, the one-yard line. So that could maybe be a name for uh, preemptive celebration, the Deshaun Jackson. That's- Mm-hmm. It's the it's the fact that Deshaun Jackson did it twice. He did it twice, yeah. did he? There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. he's an idiot. He's done it twice. Very Unbelievable. fast. This actually uh, reminds me, uh, Jeremy. Do you remember uh, many, many moons ago um, when the Washington, the the then Washington Redskins, uh, now Washington uh, Commanders, uh, they actually ended up getting five downs in a game and <laughs> still managed to not complete any of them and lose the game. It was actually amazing. It was on uh, a final drive. 
And uh, yeah, the refs uh, managed to miscount. They got five downs and yeah, they still lost by three points. Yeah, so, classic Washington. It really is a classic Washington. Uh, who was the... Oh, I can't think who the quarterback was. Black. Theisman. Black no, quarterback. I just, sorry, just you talking about Washington, so I said Theisman. It's Theisman, isn't it? Joe Theisman. Joe Theisman. Yeah, he's... Uh, not black. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Washington quarterback. Was it, I don't know, Josh Freeman? Was he on them? Who's, no. Oh, McNabb, maybe? Yeah, Donovan McNabb. That's yeah. it. Thank you. Sorry. Apologies yeah. to Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Oh, uh, Avid, I think Avid he Avid threw Wissner. the pass to Deshaun Jackson that he dropped before going in the end zone, <laughs> oddly enough. Yeah, when they were on the Eagles. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. But yeah, uh, anyway, I saw that the other day. Uh, it's mm-hmm. got nothing to do with the Olympics, but I wanted to bring no, it up. Okay. So there we go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we hope you've enjoyed. We hope you've enjoyed. We always say this. Spotify, Apple Pods, five stars. Please do give us uh, a lovely rating. That would be fantastic. Much like the Washington Commanders, five, five stars. Um, gentlemen, it's that time of the podcast, unless we've got anything else we want to do. Jackie, do you got a twat? Um, Stephen Merchant. <laughs> fair, fair and reasonable. Uh, Jeremy, is? Jeremy, do you have yeah, a... Yeah, yeah. Okay, Good question. Do you have a quiz question? Quiz? Yeah. Oh, fuck, no. I can't even come up with one quickly here. All right. Okay, okay what number was Larry Bird? Zero. No. Uh, 99. 99, that's it's what I was going to say. Closer to zero than 99. Four. One. <laughs> 33. Okay, oh. all right. There we go. All right, well, this. As always, this podcast is uh, going very, very well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for uh, our favorite top threes. And as spoiled earlier by myself and then Jack, uh, it is top three Olympic sports that if we were to try them, we would immediately be killed. So, Mr. Jeremy Curo, uh, it is your prerogative. You can go first or you can uh, you can kill Jack. Well, as the only one who hasn't spoiled <laughs> one of mine, I'll, I'll start today. Uh, a little side note I was going through them and I saw BMX freestyle and I, for some reason I thought I said DMX freestyle and <laughs> went oh I'll listen to that uh, okay but number three uh, diving you could take the V out calling it dying which is what I do right away uh, the skeleton <laughs> is uh, that's what I'd be turned into if I were to try it uh, number one golf no oh. the real number one is <laughs> marathon swimming because I'd get about 15 feet out remember I'm horrible swimming and get taken down by a squid or something <laughs> i love it absolutely love it jeremy uh and jack we didn't we didn't speak about it in this pod we should have uh what about the the old waste management now known as the wm mm. phoenix open insane we need to go i have to love go it, it looks mm-hmm. like spring break <laughs> on Agreed. with the added bonus of golf it's it's americans acting like english people at a sports event it's brilliant it's, mm. the, it's the craziest thing i've ever That's seen great. this year i'll bring the hatchets yeah. Yeah. yeah and the bud lights don't forget the bud lights uh jack jack green okay so yeah i mean honorable shout out to a gunderson but uh we'll uh <laughs> we'll let it go and uh, we did also mention one of mine uh in passing actually ali so the uh the specifically the mass start biathlon in the winter olympics which is a combination of cross-country skiing the the pingu walking and target shooting pretty sure that writes itself um Basketball, anytime mm. I play basketball, I end up with some sort of injury. So if I do it at an <laughs> Olympic level, I'm definitely dying. And finally, yep. artistic swimming, because I feel like <laughs> it combines two things that I do pretty much the worst, and that's dancing and swimming. I'm probably going to drown. <laughs> nice one. I thought about that oh. one too. <laughs> Honestly, I just have this picture of Jack. 
<laughs> the little nose to piece. <laughs> wearing a shower cap. Yeah. Oh. Oh, sorry, sorry. I once watched Jack try to. I once watched Jack try to paint a wall, and all you can see is <laughs> if that is on par with artistic dancing or swimming, whatever it's called. Oh. Yeah, you are dying. You are dying. As for myself, gents. Um, number one, I've gone with the luge uh, aforementioned. Mm-hmm. You go and, and the skeleton. I think you also said it, Jeremy. I mean, it's mm-hmm. suicidal at best. Uh, second, I've gone with javelin because <laughs> I just think there's a high chance I'd probably be the first person to javel the own, like the back of my own head or <laughs> throw it so far. You know, just you know, it's like the guys that shoot a bullet in the and it comes down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that wouldn't be good. Uh, third, weightlifting. I don't know if any of you have ever watched me try and lift anything. Jack, you helped me move house the other week. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was borderline useless. Um, so could you imagine? I mean, could you imagine? I mean, it would be absolutely horrendous. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as always, if you have any top three suggestions, do let us know. Uh, but other than that, gentlemen, it's been an absolutely lovely, lovely evening, lovely to podcast, lovely to talk sports that, that we love and sports that we haven't a clue about. But that's why we're here. Um, so, yeah, uh, without any further ado, Jeremy Kuro, thanks. Good night. Yeah, see you, boys. I'm about to uh, try a new sport for myself, ice fishing. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Well, looking forward to that update next week. Absolutely. Uh, and Jack Green, thank you and good night. I'm also about to go down and uh, try a sport of my own, which is driving through a red-labeled swar- uh, storm. Um, so <laughs> I might see you next week. Okay. So Cheers. Thanks for listening. All right. Okay, good. So it might just be me next week. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, hopefully Jack survives. Hopefully Jeremy doesn't go through the ice. I've been Alistair Kirk. And uh, yeah, just remember, Britain, good at curling. <laughs>